0: Whether it's taking care of family... Mikey, stop harassing your sister. Climbing the corporate ladder.
1: Yes, yes, yes. We need to create a new spreadsheet for the project. I know, I know.
0: Or even taking care of loved ones. I'm here for you, Mom. You have to put you first. It's the Know You First podcast with host Amanda Smith. Welcome to another episode of the Know You First podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Smith, and I want to thank you for rocking with me throughout March for Women's History Month. Of course, you know, we should be celebrating women all year long, but I digress. (laughs) We'll take it. Uh, As you know, during the March Spotlight segments, we showcased women exclusively, women authors and entrepreneurs and influencers and game changers. And the response has been so overwhelmingly supportive from both women and men. I certainly had a lot of fun learning right there along with you about these women who are leading these major brands and just doing extraordinary things within their community. So thank you so much for uh, coming along with me on that journey uh, through Women's History Month. So here we are, another week and another amazing show in store for you. What if I said that despite your background, your career level, whether or not you are managing people or teams, you can lead and you can influence. Would you believe me? (laughs) Well, I hope so because on this episode, we're gonna do some discussing of what important qualities one should have to be a leader and not just any leader, a mindful leader. To be a mindful leader, you have to be really in tune with your own emotions as well as the emotions of others around you. Leadership is not about titles or authority or going around puffing your chest out. It's really about taking the initiative with your own life, speaking in your own truth, and with authenticity, awareness, and confidence, showing the way. It's really that simple. Of course, (laughs) you know, That's way easier said than done. So on this show, I will share some resources to get you started and feature an amazing guest who is breaking all types of barriers, living in her truth, and has cultivated an amazing platform with this work and helping others along the way. So let's get started. The Spotlight. We are still going through some very tough challenges. And for many, This pandemic that we are very much still in has made those challenges that much tougher. I ran across a great infographic designed by Maisie Ghost. Um, I know it sounds a little creepy, but they are far from that. Um, They are an inspirational brand that designs prints and stickers and other fantastic products with different words of affirmation and self-care tips. You know, totally my love language here. (laughs) I follow them on IG and of course, we'll post them on my feed so that you can see a wide range of their work. Um, They shared a great infographic on what burnout can look like. And I want to share this with you because I feel like it's so spot on. So here we go. What does burnout look like? Um, Little to no motivation. Insomnia being emotionally overwhelmed, amplified anxiety, (laughs) color, exhaustion, and being easily triggered. Now, this is what the beautiful infographic that Maisie Ghost designed shared, but I want to kind of take that a step further and let you know that being burnout can also look like an ear-to-ear smile, okay? Okay where you've tried to mask all the things that I just mentioned. It can also look like being tone deaf to those who might be around you. You know, check on your strong friend because you know what? It's taking a lot of hard work, sweat and tears for her to be or for him to be their best. So there's times where they're not looking and feeling great, but they've got that, you know, armor on covered in a very wonderful smile. Um, that really isn't telling the full story. So I want to point that out that even though I just shout out a bunch of verbs to you, it can also look like you saving face. And we have all been there. And I thought these were great though. So I still put these on our spotlight for this week, just so you can be a little bit more in tuned. If you're feeling either of these ways, um, you'll know what it looks like. But Also know that we know sometimes you're faking and (laughs) and it can look just like that, too. But these issues can grow into major problems if left unattended. So thank you, Maisie Ghost, for your wisdom and your creativity. It is why they are featured on this week's spotlight exclusive guest interviews. My special guest this week is someone who I've known for several years and who I met while working at the Association for Talent Development. She was a regular contributor for the learning and development community and learning technologies community. And I was overseeing, of course, L&D at the time. And we hit it off right away. You know, she was a mom, I was a mom. I was overseeing a lot of things in my job. She was overseeing a lot of things in Silicon Valley. Um, You know, we were in this women's empowerment and leadership sphere. We check on each other from time to time and, of course, bounce um, all sorts of crazy ideas off of each other. Um, so, Rasheem Moga is an influencer, a thought leader, a best selling author, uh, a speaker, a woman in tech evangelist. I love that. Um, and a technology leader. Rasheem has dedicated most of her career to empowering women. And she knows firsthand of these challenges uh, women are facing while she was working in the male-dominated tech world of Silicon Valley. I do want to make sure uh, that I'm being very clear that on the Know You First podcast, we love men. Okay, so let me just put that out there. We love men. We need them as allies. We need them in our support system. So I just want to make sure I'm very clear. Yes, we do a lot of empowerment for women, but we absolutely love men and we love to empower and equip men as well. So with that said, she empowers professionals by articulating complex technology capabilities into crisp, clear, and attainable business benefits. Her extensive career portfolio includes leadership roles in companies such as Oracle and Amazon Web Services. Rishima is also a mom, and she's a wife, and I had a chance to sit down to learn of her latest works and how she got into the business of leadership. And of course, learn how she's balancing it all.
1: Thank you so much, Amanda. It's my pleasure and, and it's always wonderful to
0: hear your voice. Awesome. Well, I know it's been a while and I, I can't even keep up with all the amazing things that you're doing. And I, you know, I talked about some of the stuff, um, you know, just touched on it briefly about your work uh, in, in the tech industry and your, your work in learning and development and leadership. I would really just love, though, before we kind of get into the meat of that, what the motivation is behind the work that you do?
1: For me, the two two passions of mine that I try to integrate in every work that I do. One is empowerment, and the second one is enablement. Because I truly believe that when you enable people, you empower them. Talent is equally distributed, opportunities are not. and uh, Uh, When you start thinking about it, in my 20 plus years of career, be it in the tech industry, in the ed tech space, or even with the EWOW Empowered Women of the World Initiative that I lead, it ties into those two things. So so that's the motivation. And I am a little selfish, too, in this motivation, because if you look at data and if you look at, um, you know, some stats that are out there it's essentially that we women will take about 80 years to get to a point where where we have pay parity and we are treated equal in this work world um that's a long time i would probably be gone by that time and my daughter who is 8 years old would be would be no longer in the workforce at that time so my selfish motive is to speeden up that process by empowerment and enablement. Um, and that's what, that's what all, of the, all of the work that I do, that's the key motivation behind it.
0: Well, I certainly appreciate that work because, you know, when I think about your background and, you know, your leadership roles in different companies such as Oracle and Amazon Web, um, you know, those are really, especially in the tech side, heavily dominated by males, um, and and not to say, I want to put this out there before anyone goes, you know, array with this idea. Um, we love our fellas here, guys, and we need men allies. So I just want to put that out there. But Rasheen, the work that you're doing in those spaces is so needed, just because it is pretty much infiltrated with a lot of males, and so the women that are there trying to find their own way look to people like you to to help kind of chart that path. And I really appreciate that. What do you find trips up most leaders when they're trying to develop their teams? One of the things we know right now, more than ever, we need empathy. We really need to make sure that our culture and our businesses are letting people have feelings these days. And so if you can share, you know, what you've seen in your work, what trips people the most, I would love to hear that.
1: That's a very interesting question, Amanda. If you look at um, the corporate world, how it has evolved in last five to seven years, today's organizations expect everybody in their company to be a leader, whether they have people reporting into them or not. That, that differentiation between manager and leader is, is very clear now. Uh, Today, uh, everybody is an evangelist for the company. So, when you start looking at that and then realizing that almost 50% of the new leaders fail in their current jobs, they are not able to live up to the expectations of leadership um, in their current job. And that's that's a huge number if you start looking at it. And it impacts businesses to as much as 8% in their revenue. That's, again, a big number. Yeah. So, um, so how do you handle that? How do, uh, how do leaders handle that? And how do they make pathways for their teams to, to become leaders to basically build on the leadership bench? the few qualities that they need the hard skills obviously everybody needs those but then skills like empathy skills like resilience skills like being nimble and agile and then uh you know having a growth mindset being able to um being able to try out new things and being able to say that it's okay to fail um those are the skills that the leaders of today need, because that's how the world is evolving. We, you know, In 2008, if you look at it, uh, when there was a dip in the market, it was all about operational efficiency. People, companies were looking at what can we outsource? How can we bring in operational efficiency? With 2020 and the pandemic hitting, we've realized that more than operational efficiency, We need to build in some redundancies. We need to be resilient. And these are the skills of the future that needers are going to need.
0: So let me ask you with that. And Rashim, I I love all that what you're saying, because this evolution and how we do business is changing. You know, I I can't even stand this word or this phrase anymore, new normal. But what the new normal is going to look like for us is going to be, in fact, new. We don't have like a, a reference point to how to deal with any of the things that we are actually, you know, going through right now. And, and some of those stats that you shared are, are pretty discouraging. So is there any sound advice that you can share for women in tech who are looking for ways to, you know, show up in a way that they are impactful and they are noticed and anything else that they may bring to the table is recognized? Yeah.
1: So first of all, I mean, this new normal was always going to come. It was on horizon, right? What pandemic has done is it's kind of fast-tracked. So I want to put it out there that this was going to happen, you know, the way we work, we communicate, the way we learn. That was all in works. That had to change in any case. Um, but 2020 has just fast-tracked it. And it has brought in a lot of opportunities as well. So for for women at work, and I disassociate now from women in tech specifically for this purpose because I have been a woman in tech and I am a woman in tech, but I'm a lot more than that. That's right. Um, yeah. Right. Um, so so for women at work, first of all, realize uh that persistence is the most important thing. It's mm-hmm. not perfection, but persistence.
0: Oh, I love that you say that. I love that you say that because <laughs> a lot of people in the job are trying to find perfection. And you know this. <laughs> it's revolved around the way we discipline, you know, our teams and, the, and you know our strategic plans. It's perfection that we're unfortunately trying to aim for. And of course, you, we all know how that pans out.
1: Yeah, and that's why this year's uh, theme for our EVO 2021 Virtual Summit that's happening on April 24th, 2021, is persistence. And that's the theme for our global awards as well that are happening on the same day. But uh, persistence is a key, perfection is not. The second piece that everybody needs to understand is that uh, continuous learning has to be in our DNA. Uh-huh. I mean, Amanda. I studied botany when I was in college, yeah, and I oh, studied wow. computer science, but um, but I don't use any part of botany now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I hope that's too. an interesting fun fact.
1: <laughs> yes, interesting fun fact, isn't it? But really, sixty-five percent of the students who are going to elementary school right now will have jobs that are not even heard of, that are not even defined today. That's right. And none of us are probably going to do the same job uh, five years from now. So reskilling and upskilling becomes so important. And that's why the work that I am doing actually at Skillsoft leading their leadership and business vertical is, is focused on how to enable organization to build that culture of continuous learning and how to embed that continuous learning in the mindset of the people so that becomes really important and the third piece is then having the growth mindset it's so so important to have that growth mindset
0: absolutely we'll have more with our guest on the know you first podcast with host amanda smith and we're back on the know you first podcast with host amanda smith One of the things that I love about you, Rashim, is that you not only walk the walk, you talk the talk. You know, when you talk about persistence and perseverance and resilience, you have a wonderful personal story, you know, about how you ran away from, you know, an arranged marriage um, and you came to the States to kind of find your way um, and I love to, one of the things that we do on this show is we talk about, you know, selfish moments, Um, you know, the, the focus around this platform is talking about those times where we have to just do for self and, you know, as an accomplished executive in technology, or perhaps maybe finding your, your, your purpose finding journey uh, of when you escaped and came to the U S to find your way was that selfish moment that you had that you had to have a talk with yourself and really pivot to say things aren't going to get any better unless I regime take control of the situation um, and use my selfish moment in this way whether in career or a personal story there have been many actually Um, I'm sure (laughs) yeah I personally have have lost count myself too but yeah
1: (laughs) there have been many but you know, I don't feel guilty about that because during the process, I've realized that you can only pour so much from an empty cup. Oh, yeah. There, oh, have love that. Times, there have been times when I had to take charge and say, if I don't do it, who will do it for me? Right. And if I I don't do it and if I fail, then how I'm going to inspire others to be successful? So. Yeah, very early on. I mean, you know, Amanda, as you rightly mentioned, um, yes, it it was a selfish movement for me when I think about it, going back to those days when I made a decision to move from India to United States. I mean, I was the eldest uh, of the three daughters, and if I was going to be a black sheep, it was going to impact my family negatively in the in the community, in the society, and. Um, and it was it was a very conservative society that we are talking about. But I made that decision and I made that decision because I had to live life on my terms. I knew that I would not be happy if I if I did that. And if I wouldn't be happy, I could do nothing to to inspire other girls who were going through the same thing. Mm. So that was probably my first selfish moment. Um, The other one that I can think of is when I had my son um, and, uh, and I was dealing with postpartum depression and I didn't know how to handle it. I had no purpose in life at that time. I was going those eight weeks, first eight weeks of having my son were very challenging for me because I was I was going from, you know, from a diaper change to nursing a baby, and those were my two-hour slots. I had lost the track of time and day. Yeah. And uh, while I had uh, my husband and my mother to support me, I really needed a purpose for myself. And that's when I decided that I am going to prepare for my PMP exam and take that exam. Sure. Now that required me to pack up the little baby at seven o'clock in the morning and give give the baby to my mom, um, who by the way lived with us so uh made things easier for me or on the weekends giving the baby to my husband and saying please take the baby and i'm now going to prepare for the exam now it was it was hard for me to do that but i had to do that i had to find purpose for myself and and figure out what i really wanted to do in life as opposed to just letting letting that take over me mm-hmm. So self-care became very important for me at that time. And uh, my way of self-care was to upskill myself and um, and take that exam. So so a lot of movements, but these two come to mind right away.
0: You know, I love that. And I'm getting chills as you're talking, Rashim, because when a lot of the people who I feature on this show are, you know, wildly successful in the work that they do. And a lot of times that's what we see is, you know, what it looks like on the other side when, you know, what success in, you know, in your terms (laughs) might look like um, when we're seeing people. um, And we were talking about social media just before this call about, you know, how things are looking in a more positive way. And we don't really see the struggle. All we see is the good stuff, um, Mm -hmm. the pretty stuff, you know, the, the book that you are now bestseller of, you know, and You know, the work that you're doing with women in tech, but there's a reason that you got to where you are. And that's important for us to pull back those those layers and those titles so that we can see young women, young men uh, coming through the ranks in their career and saying, you know, they had to deal with some real issues uh, to get to where they are now. It's not an on off switch here, uh, which it might perceive to be on social media, uh, but it's not It is a true struggle. Um, that has taken place to to get to where you are. And I I really appreciate you sharing that story because, you know, we need to we need to see the realness, you know, of. of
1: Yeah, that's the the challenge that we face with social media nowadays. And that's why uh, my focus has been to be authentic. There are there's never a day, Amanda, that uh, does not have a failure you know but each failure is a learning opportunity that's right and there is so much that I learn i learn more from my unsuccessful moments than from my oh, successful moments
0: you have said a mouthful <laughs> absolutely yeah and and i know in that moment you know it's so damaging to us about you know what has happened but um you know that's going to be our reference point when we're making some uh, the decision later on and we're like okay well That happened there and you're right, it's an absolutely a learning opportunity um, for the the move ahead. So you mentioned you are a mom and we know that you're a mom and um, you are a wife, you're a family woman. So outside of the wonderful things that you are doing uh, in the tech space, how in the world are you managing this crazy demanding career, which I know you love, your own personal care and your family? Everyone wants a little bit of regime, right? (laughs) So how are you balancing it
1: all? First of all, um, realizing that I don't have to be perfect in any of these roles, right? There are times when um, I don't believe in the term work-life balance. I think, uh, first of all, work and life cannot be said in the same sentence because work is a part of life and work (laughs) is not your life. Thank you for saying that. So there are some times when my professional life takes, priority and there are other times when my personal life takes priority but it's still life right <laughs> it's still life right um so so there are times when i have a deliverable uh that's due or something important is coming up at work and i set that expectation with my family that i will i will have limited availability during that time the same happens if their prof- uh, if their personal priority uh like a Exam for kids, uh, parents that need to go through surgery, for example, and and all that stuff. I think the most important piece for me is also carving out time for myself. I am an introvert that turned into an extrovert because when I started sharing my stories, when I started being on stage, when I started being on uh, camera, but I still need my me time to 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 just get my creative juices flowing, to get in a space where I'm creative and I can think strategically and I can be innovative. So I still carve out about 30, 35 minutes every day to learn something new, to maybe put out a business plan or maybe start thinking about things differently. And that becomes very important for me. So those are some ways. And then um, to top it, I have a very, very good support system that I've built, Um, Mm -hmm. you know.
0: uh,
1: You need a good tribe, right? You need a tribe. You can't be successful without a tribe. So for EVO, for example, we have a think tank with leaders across the globe that help me think, that provide me that intellectual stimulation that I need, you know, to start thinking creatively. Same way at work, I'm blessed, I'm, I'm, I'm at Skillsoft right now where I lead amazing, amazing, intelligent set of people, the leaders, the culture that's there, and, uh, and everybody's so creative. And that forces me to think things differently, which is, which is amazing. Um, at home, I have my husband and my mom who are there to help me out when I need support from them. But essentially, you need a tribe, as you said, Amanda, and that tribe is not just about who is going to take care of the kids when they come back from school or who is going to take the parents to a doctor's appointment. It's also about your financial framework. It's also about your intellectual framework. That's right. It's also about your entrepreneurship framework. And you need that intellectual platform to help you around with that.
0: Absolutely. And one of the things I also found with um, having a really good tribe is those are also those people who are going to check you on things. Right. (laughs) Because you can can go down this like path where you're like, yeah, I got this. You know, I got this all together and sewn up. And sometimes it's your tribe that says, "Uh, no, you don't. (laughs) And I think you need that sometimes, you know, you
1: totally new, need that they're not just your accountability coaches and they're not just going to right. tell you what you should do but they're also going to tell you what you should not do so right. being the kind of person that I am I come up with all these crazy ideas like with especially with evals, <laughs> right? somebody would send me an email I would receive an email and I'll get all excited about it and I'm like okay I'm thinking about this and then my think tank would come back and say Well, hold on. We have all these three things going, five things going on. So let's talk about how it fits into our strategy. And I'm like, okay, yes, you know, I got wings, and then you clipped my wings right away. Somebody did that sometimes. Every now and again, you need your wings clipped. (laughs) Yeah, there's so many success stories uh, with that platform. Uh, But we we provide that tribe, we provide that intellectual platform to women to be able to discover visualize and actualize their success
0: love that so what is on the horizon for you Rashim um I, I really honestly when I say I can't keep up I really cannot every every month or every few weeks you're coming out with something or doing something amazing so uh what's in store for you uh, I guess coming up soon
1: so, what's in store for me coming up soon is obviously this this role that I've taken up at Skillsoft in January um, is is very important. It's key because we are we are changing the way the world looks at leadership. Um, we are changing the way uh, people are thinking about themselves, and we are empowering people to unleash their edge. So, uh, my role as a as a GM, becomes very, very important in in making sure that uh, the products that we build, um, the communication that we have with our customer resonates with that overall mission. Now, uh, from an EVO initiative perspective, we do have the EVO summit coming up on April 24, 2021. So if if your audience hasn't checked that out already, I would uh, request them to check that out. We'll and how does, one, in- how does one register, find out more information? Yeah, we'll put the link in the show notes, but it's com slash events. But uh, what is inspiring about this event is that you just don't attend the summit on the day off, but you take back with you six months of recording to the sessions, six months of free access to Skillsoft leadership courses and job opportunities with companies like Facebook and Roku. Um, and that's that's very, very exciting because you it's about the platform. It's about providing you that consistent support, not just coming to an event and leaving after that one day. And then to top it, we are introducing our EVO 2021 Global Awards this year which is recognizing women leaders um, across the globe um, for their excellence in technology, diversity and inclusion initiatives and entrepreneurship. Now, this is important, Amanda. I've always talked about how important it is to know about your superpower and build your personal brand. But when you nominate, and we are encouraging self-nomination for these awards, because when you nominate yourself for an award, there are three beautiful things that happen. As you're preparing for that nomination, you go through all the successes. You relive those successful moments that builds your self-confidence. When you win an award, or even when you get nominated and you get the nomination banner to put on your LinkedIn and social media platforms, you basically build your personal brand, mm. which is so important. Yeah. And the third piece is that you inspire others because when we celebrate leaders of today we inspire leaders of tomorrow and mm-hmm. that's why um it ha- there has been a lot of thought that has gone in in terms of how we wanted to structure this year's eva summit and awards and i'm i'm just so glad the way it's shaping up we have we have presence from practically all continents in the world mm. that are going to show up i mean I'm not saying all because. That is amazing. I don't have anybody from Antarctica or uh, yet? Know, yet. But, uh, yet <laughs> yes, but yet, yes, but but knowing what, that the Ewop podcast has presence in 47 countries, I'm pretty sure we'll get there soon. Um, but there's a lot of thought process has gone in, and the the excitement that's there is amazing. Uh, people are already sharing their nominations on social media. Uh, I got an email from a, from a budding leader uh, last week who said that this is the first time when I shared something on LinkedIn and I have over hundred likes and I think people are warming up to see me as a leader. And well, yeah, a- duh, Rasheem, <laughs> you sound surprised. Uh, for a, for a person who, who has just started her career and is trying to make her mark as a as a leader in the industry to, to be finally seen as a leader, right? That's right. And that's what that's what Evo's goal is, providing those equal opportunities to everybody because talent is there. We just haven't provided ways for for providing everybody equal opportunities.
0: Well, thank you for sharing that. And um, as you all heard, everyone, you can nominate yourself. So it sounds like there's a lot of benefits in singing your own praises, (laughs) as there should be, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. One of the things that I like to do, Rashim, on the show is, you know, so I'm a big quote person. I always need affirmations to kind of keep myself or keep my eyes on the prize, if you will. And so I'm a big quote person. And I would love if you can share either a quote or um, some words of inspiration that keeps you going day to day, doing all the amazing things that you just talked about. Um, you know, there are times where you are tired and you don't feel like doing any of that stuff, but you do know that there's still work to be done. I'll leave
1: you with three because when I was growing yes. up, I was really <laughs> passionate about this one. It said, Tough times don't last long, tough people do. Mm, that's and that my has always, is. always stayed with me. Yes. Over the years, as I've grown as a professional, I've added two more to this list. If you get an opportunity, grab it with both your hands and then figure out how you're going to be successful. Yes. So yeah. Do not say no to an opportunity with a fear. Say no to an opportunity because it doesn't align with your values. That's the only reason why you should say no to an opportunity. But if you get an opportunity, grab it with both your hands. Say yes, and then figure out how you're going to be successful.
0: Even if you're scared, right?
1: Even if and you want to, especially if you're
0: scared. (laughs)
1: Especially if you're scared. I'm always scared, and I still jump, jump in, jump into fire. And the third one that I've recently added to to my kitty, and I don't know if it's a quote that exists or I just made it up, but it's, uh, it's persistence, not perfection.
0: Yes. Yes. I love that because, you know, you're still progressing. So e- even if it's not perfect, you're still progressing and growing and evolving, which is the end goal, right?
1: And I don't think in today's world, Amanda, perfection as a term, as, a, as an entity exists you constantly yeah. evolving um yeah. so that's the, that's the wrong uh target that i think i was i i was going after
0: and yeah. some, some i was also- guilty too i i yeah. tell you i was guilty too and you know that's well that's kind of what we were accustomed to you know um you know that was the culture uh in business and and in life really is the aim for perfection and we have seen you know mental health um you know, be affected and impacted by that. People trying to obtain perfection, you know, it's insanity. So, um, well, Rasheem, you know, I wish I could have you on the show for another hour or two. Um, it's been so long since, you know, we have spoken or seen each other that, you know, I, I really am enjoying our time here. However, I think what you just shared is a wonderful way to, to end. And, um, again, appreciate all the work that you're doing. Appreciate being a woman um in my tribe that i can look up to and be inspired from so i do hope at some point you come back on the show and and thank you for dropping them gems
1: (laughs) thank you amanda we inspire each other that's what i believe in so um uh, so we both uh, get nuggets from each other thank you so much for having me on the
0: show and i wish you continued success thank you The 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 word the word On this week's The Word, I consider this quote as the ultimate reality check. Yeah, and it goes, As I realize who I am, I realize who you are. (laughs) I love this a lot. Like, I like it a lot. (laughs) You guys should know by now that I'm always talking about clarity and the power it brings once you've acquired that level of understanding for yourself and ultimately how you're dealing with others. When you realize your superpower without even knowing, you may not even be aware, but you are showing others how to treat you. And this is with all types of relationships, on the job and within your family, romance. Um, Realize who you are, okay? And just sit back and smile because you are now creating an environment that negativity towards you cannot exist. You know, it can't even poke in the little door there. Uh, and things around you will conform or just fall by the wayside like dead weight. Either way, you're going to rest a lot easier. And with that, thank you for tuning in. Join me next week right here on the Know You First podcast. Executive producer and host, Amanda Smith. Sound engineer is Rashad Smith. Music by Motion Array. Know You First podcast is published by Wavesync Media.